Welcome back to But Why Though, the podcast, where we talk about the things in pop culture that matter and ask the question, but why though? Before we get started, we want to take a second to remind you all to rate, review, and subscribe to us on iTunes. It helps other people find us, and it's a great way to support us. On top of that, we also have a Patreon now. You can go find us at patreon.com slash but why t though. There is an extra T. My apologies. You check our website. It's there. This week, we're talking about the longest-running TV programming event in history. That is Shark Week. If you don't know what Shark Week is, you've probably been living it under a rock and or in a place without television or movies or anything else, actually, because I'm pretty sure every piece of pop culture has some sort of reference to Shark Week. As always, I'm your host, Kate, and I'm here with Adrian. Hey, how's it going? Matt. Hello. And our super special guest, the other half of the Murder Dictionary podcast, Kelly. No, I feel so super special. Hi, thanks for having you me. you are super special. <laughs> Aww, so you super special. <laughs> so to start off the show, like we always do, let's get our question out. And that question is, do you all have any real life experiences with sharks? Do you know any random facts about sharks that you enjoy? And do you watch and or care about Shark Week? Matt, go. Uh, so, yes, I actually swam with sharks in a shark cage before in Hawaii. I also went started my uh, collegiate career um, as a marine biologist, which I attended in Florida, along with a few other places, whatnot. And as far as random facts, we could go on all day. I'm pretty sure I'm just going to say them throughout the show to make this awesome. So we can so. start with the first one of great white sharks may live up to 70 years or longer. There we go. The more you know. And I did used to watch Shark Week pretty <laughs> much every year from the 90s to like mid-2000s or so, and then it kind of declined. And, and that's why you're leading this episode. <laughs> between lack of uh, actual cable television, which I've said multiple times on the show, and <laughs> just the actual quality of the programming I haven't watched in the last few years. What about you, Adrian? Uh, real life experience with sharks. Uh, other than like SeaWorld, I don't think I really have any, or like the zoo. I don't think I have any real life experiences with sharks. There was this one time where I thought I was going to get eaten by sharks. Can I tell that story real quick? Yes. <laughs> uh, okay. So this happened when I was at BlizzCon one year. I had to have been like a freshman or sophomore in high school. And we were in Anaheim in one of the beaches. Or we were at a beach while we were at the convention in Anaheim, and we were in the ocean doing what you do when you're in the ocean. You know, you jump into waves and all that fun stuff. Uh, and then I'm probably about shoulder deep. I was probably about like five eight at that time. And I'm with my uncle, who's older than me, and I see a fin go up and out of the water. And I look at my uncle to confirm what I just saw actually happened. And in my defense, like, it was just a big-ass fin. And I was like, well, that's got to be a shark, right? We kind of just ran. Um, Low-key, we kind of, like, left my aunt and our other friend who was, like, <laughs> than us because they didn't see it. But, I mean... So the shark would get them first, and you'd be I'm safe. I'm like, I'm out. Because, in, like, in relation to where we were, it was probably, like, literally, like, 10 feet away. Which was, <laughs> so it was technically closer to us than it was to them. So I thought, you know, maybe it'll be okay. Uh, but we just <laughs> get back to the ocean. And then when we get to the shore, we're like, oh, hey, watch out, fins. It turns out <laughs> just to be, like, dolphins, but, like, a lot of dolphins, 
like I, I don't know what a pack of dolphins is called, but it was just a bunch of dolphins going up and out of the water. But and then your aunt and your okay, friend yeah. had the best experience of their life because they swam with dolphins and you did. Well, no, they ran back too because they saw us running back. But then my oh. <laughs> friend was like, "Oh, well, let's go pet the dolphins." Like, no, you don't go pet wild dolphins. Like, what's wrong with you? Like, <laughs> and uh, as far as Shark Week, I mean, I've watched Shark Week. I I try to catch a little bit of it every year since, you know, the 90s when I could comprehend what TV and sharks were. Uh, yeah, so I catch a little bit of it every year, regardless of, like, where the television programming has gone. I, I still catch it because, you know, who doesn't like to hear about sharks? And Michael Phelps is going to race one this year. Who? Tell me you don't want to watch that. Tell me you're not going to go find YouTube clips of that, even if you don't have I will totally. Television. I will totally watch it when somebody posts it on Twitter. Yeah, someone you're you're gonna watch Michael Phelps race a shark. However stupid it is, but yeah. Um, for me, my only real life experiences have been me petting baby sharks in the little fish tanks at uh, the like the state aquarium in Corpus. And when I was younger, me and my dad were always really adventurous, so they put me in my little like you know life vest and stuff. And we'd go out into the water. But my mom was super paranoid about she's not was, she still completely is. Like my mom's paranoid about everything. <laughs> I love her for it. But she would just keep yelling at my dad to like pull me in or to put me on his shoulders because she sees a shadow and that shadow's a shark. Come back in. And my dad's just like, Sylvia, go away. Like, no, let us let us play in the water. Um, yeah. So nothing cool like that. Just like my mom's fear of like me getting eaten in, in the Gulf of Mexico. Is pretty yeah, much my only experience. I do want to say, my mom is also terrified of sharks. And my thought process running back to the shore was like, Oh my, my God, mom, my mom was right. My mom was right. I'm about to eat my freaking sharks. So I, I, I feel you. I actually used to watch Shark Week every year before I left for college because my dad's entire, me and my dad's entire bonding point, other than watching like Spurs games together, we're watching all the shows on like Discovery Channel and History Channel with like Egyptology, dinosaurs, um, and the Shark Week was a big one. We just, me and him sat down, we really, we wouldn't talk or anything, we just watched the stuff together. Um, so that was pretty much my Shark Week experience. And then I came to college and realized like, I have other things to spend my money on than cable. Um, and so I haven't watched it since I just get like the highlights and I just remember a documentary or a, a fake documentary that was like, everybody thought was real during shark week a few years back. And that's about the extent of it. I'm pretty sure we'll get into it. Like when we actually start the show, but yeah. Oh, like the fictional ones kind of where it's yeah. like, a, yeah, super cheesy. Yes. <laughs> What about you, Kelly? What are your your um, The only run-ins with sharks I think I've ever had. I got to swim with nurse sharks, uh, which are really big puppy dogs, uh, in the ocean, and I got I got a swarm, if that makes sense, of a jellyfish, and oh, wow. then my brother tried to pee on me. So <laughs> that was my experience. <laughs> So a beautiful ocean puppy moment turned into jellyfish things. Into blue tentacle jellyfish, and it ruined and it for me. <laughs> and then I think a fun fact for sharks would be um, they love it when I kiss them on their foreheads. So. <laughs> is it is is small sharks or just the ones that are, like, basically dogs? What? Only great sharks. Oh. Only ones. Those I are do. my favorite. <laughs> 
I do have a fun fact. I know that the sharks in like, all, you're going to correct me if I get this wrong. So that's perfectly fine. But uh, I think it's like the sharks off the coast of Australia or something have Twitter accounts. So they like up people, they like <laughs> update people when they're getting close to the shore. So like they don't encounter each other and nothing bad happens to the sharks. Yes. Yes. I got it right. Okay. I need to well, use Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> they actually name them as well. I just know oh. shark jokes. That's about it. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, I got my fact from him. So, um, yeah. So, uh, handing over the reins to our show lead today. Take it away, Matt. Okay. <laughs> um. <clears throat> I was trying to think of like a like a catchy shark transition, but I suck at puns. So, <laughs> take a bite out of it, Matt. There we go. <laughs> So, obviously, our episode in the majority of the show will probably be talking about Shark Week, its inception, and everything that's happened to it. But where I want to start off with is, I guess, the how Shark Week got started. And, like, I guess the, um, the history of sharks and with human interactions, which eventually led to Shark Week. So, before the, I guess, the turn of the 19th or the 20th century... Um, people really didn't have any interactions with sharks. They were only known really as pests or nuisance for people. They were just caught in fishing nets, and so they would shoo them away. They didn't really thought of them, think of them, or anything else until about 1916. Uh, basically, they had the Jersey attacks in the rivers of, I believe it's New Jersey. Um, Wait, rivers? Yeah. What? That's a bull shark. <laughs> it actually was a rogue, a as they call it, a rogue great white shark. Which is weird that it would be in a in a river, right? That doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. I don't. So, I just don't get yeah. it. Uh, Shark Week actually did an entire episode on this. In, there you go. <laughs> These are the first uh, really known shark attacks that have been ever really recorded. Wait, so, like, was it a really was was it an actual great white, or yes. did they just name it a great white? It was an actual great white, from what I can remember. Yes. Aren't they huge though? Yes. Okay, my brain is, like, kind of confused right now. I'll let you keep going. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so those are really the first known shark attacks ever really recorded. Obviously, it probably happened in before times because, actually, another fun shark fact is the Aztecs apparently interacted with sharks quite a bit. I knew They're, that one. They were known to put chili peppers on their boats to detract sharks, which modern scientists have said pretty much wasn't effective at all. And there actually was, and they know kind of also that they portrayed with the, or messed, I guess, with sharks because they've actually found shark remnants in some of their temples. You just possibly sacrifices to the gods. But yeah, so moving on. Uh, the main part where sharks really become, I guess, get their, I guess, known to be this man-eater type uh, detriment or that they eat humans, I guess, was basically around World War II because there was basically a ton of shipwrecks, plane crashes, people just got left out to sea all the time. And so the sharks just had a bunch of free food. <laughs> that actually just sounds really weird because, like, when you that, – like, that, that's the animal that, like, our, like, I guess, contemporary – seafarers thought was like the beast of the ocean because like, if you look back on like all of the pre-existing mythology for like ocean beasts it's all about octopus uh, octopi yeah octopi yes and like the kraken and like that that was their fear like i don't even know if i can think of like i know adrian you like greek mythology and stuff like can you think of like a shark rendition um no yeah no they're scared of um i think probably just like the wiggly scariness of like the way 
squid and octopi look. Probably scarier to them than a shark, I guess. Maybe just didn't see sharks as often. But no, I can't think of anything off the top of my head that was really based around sharks and mythology for mythology. Yeah, no, there was really nothing that I've ever heard of or read before about that until basically, like I said, World War II where they were just kind of scavengers and just scavenging off all the people that just got stuck in the ocean and they ate them. Well, I think with the Indianapolis, right, um, it was hit by a, a Japanese submarine or a, a torpedo, right? So everyone was in the water. There were a couple hundred people in the water and they would get, people would try and survive by staying in big groups. So a lot of the wounded were eaten first and the sharks would pick off the people. So if you were wounded, all of your friends or shipmates would kind of leave you alone. <laughs> So they wouldn't get eaten. That is and terrifying. I just thought that was really messed up. It, it's it, terrifying. <laughs> and it's, I think two planes flew over and then they didn't pick them up. And then finally, it dove into the ocean into a swarm of sharks. He disregarded his orders and swam into the swarm of sharks and just tried to save as many people as he could with a raft. The, the story of the Indianapolis is awesome, but... I would be afraid awesome. of sharks too. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, no, it's definitely. I think it's known as the largest, like, I guess, shark attack person in history. Yeah. yeah. It's also funny right? that basically people seem to care for wounded and whatnot when they're in cities and whatnot, but once, but, the but water, once survival just... <laughs> kicks in, they turn into every single other animal and abandon the weak, like every yeah. animal has in nature. Well, I mean, Instantly. Adrian abandoned his aunt, so yeah. I was like, bye. <laughs> I was also like, like in my defense, I was like twelve. Like, I okay, not... Adrian, okay, Adrian's uncle abandoned his wife. Yeah, that's how I like to phrase that because I was definitely the child in that situation. <laughs> Somebody would be protecting me. Is is what needed to happen. Um, so the perception of sharks began to change. Obviously, throughout these years, more people were knowing of shark attacks, what they've done to people. And then came, you know, the big one that I still to this day do not know how the hell you guys left us out of your horror episode, uh, Jaws, the 1975 thriller based on a killer shark, or about a killer shark based on a 1974 novel by Peter Benchley. I couldn't swim in my swimming pool. I would never go to the deep end because <laughs> I thought there was a great white shark forever. It was like bathtub stupid that it is. But Gosh. You're, happen. you're not alone. So this movie won, just from the standpoint of how popular it was, just to brag on you guys more for leaving this out, it was the highest grossing film <laughs> of all time until basically finally Star Wars came around. And as of when they adjusted it for inflation in 2011, it's the second highest grossing film or franchise film, only second to Star Wars. And you guys did not mention this at all in the whole <laughs> Well, Aww. I don't watch anything horror, so Kate's fault. <laughs> Thanks, Adrian. <laughs> I'm but, sorry. Way I to go, in, Kate. I put in a detailed history of horror and mentioned things and then told people to pick things. And Jaws scared the crap out of me, so I only ever saw the first one. I didn't watch anything after it. Well, the other ones so are So it wasn't awful, in my mind. So it's hey, okay. Jaws yeah, the 3. Other ones are awful. <laughs> what, Adrian? I love Jaws 3. The aquarium one? <laughs> Wait, which is the one with uh, LL Cool J? That's that's uh, no, that's sea. a completely different. That's deep a completely different All franchise. Right, never mind. My, my head is deep like a sharks fan. <laughs> yeah, deeply, deeply see better than Jaws. 
Deep Blue Sea was, was awesome. I love Deep Blue Sea. Jaws 3 was, was one, one where they were in the yeah. aquarium and the Jaws actually made like growling noises. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like Jaws like 3D, right? Yeah. Why it's like trying to swim and eat people. It was awful. Anyway. Fun fact if you're in Austin, every summer um, at Deep Eddy Pool, they do a Jaws showing like in the pool and they like give you like the little floaties to like sit and watch the movie no while you're sitting in the pool. And it's put I, on by Elmo Draft House. I can't imagine that that film ages well. I mean, I, I in terms of like being scared of sharks, like it, I can imagine it aging well because the actors in it are amazing, but like that shark has to look dated by now. Um, <laughs> they have the original Jaws shark at Universal Studios mm-hmm. and I just went there and they still use it, and it used to scare me as a kid, and now it's just laughable. Yeah, it's now just like a big robot coming out of the water. It's ridiculous. It's a huge robot. It's ridiculous. And he goes and eats this, like, fisherman, and then blood like blood water pops up, and they're like, oh, no, where's the shark going? And <laughs> all of a sudden pops up in front of you. It's not – It's it, it was a lot cooler when I was, like, eight, but it's okay now. <laughs> So all this stuff obviously sprung from Jaws, and because of like this, as we were talking about with Deep Blue Sea, these new movies that just came out every and year. Sharks are evil. Sharks are evil. They're portrayed bad in these movies. They're also kind of portrayed in what basically Jaws really did, is kind of like revengeful creatures. And so, like the new one that we were talking about, like I said, it just kind of sits there and stalks these people trying to oh, get out of a cage. So they're like uh, the reason I'm scared of crows. They remember when things do them wrong. Well, that's terrifying. Yeah, that's why I'm scared <laughs> well, of crows. I did not know that. Wasn't like wasn't Jaws four like not called Jaws four? It was like Jaws like the revenge of Jaws yes. or something like that. Wasn't something it? like that? Yes. Yeah. It's and then it was like the shark remembered the family. Of generations of the family, because it's now like a nip. Yeah. The first one, classic, instant cult classic, made a lot of money, still makes a lot of money. They released it back actually in theaters for its 40th anniversary. I believe it was like a year or two ago. So, yeah. But this movie, as great as it was, it kind of solidified the perception of sharks as man eaters. It caused massive fear. As Kelly said, she didn't even want to swim in the deep end. There are people <laughs> that have problems. Like, to this day, there are so many, like, accounts and studies and whatnot of just, like, the massive fear that this movie caused. My mom example. Yes. Like, your mom probably... <laughs> People just didn't want to go in the water for, like, months. No. So, because of this fear, basically out of this, people just started going out and just slaughtering sharks. Out of pure fear and misconception, like, by the millions. So, like, over the decades, shark populations basically dropped in some species up to like 90 to 98 percent most of overall probably closer to 50 60 percent as a uh, entire like the uh, i guess fish <laughs> but as much as this obviously came and caused a lot of death we can't ignore the fact that um shark fin soup basically these day and age is probably more of the cause for a lot of sharks being murdered um as estimated per year i mean low estimates 100 million sharks are killed, recorded-wise. Some places that I read and seen, maybe up to almost 270 million, because obviously trying mm-hmm. to record every single death and stuff is kind of hard. And out of the 100 million or so that's ep- estimated, about 73 million are slaughtered just for shark fin soup. So, yeah. 
<laughs> I mean, I think like the sad part of that too, I, I had read somewhere and if, if I'm wrong, correct me Twitter, but um, I had read somewhere that like one of the reasons that like, cause shark fin soup had like always been eaten, but like one of the reasons that now it's like really noticeable is like for tourism. So like people go places to eat exotic foods and you want to eat something you can't get at home. And so you go into a strange, scare quotes, strange place and you eat the local delicacies. And so it's a way to bring in money and bring in more people to your like small town or area because you serve shark fin soup. So that yeah. sucks. And that's all they use, right? Like they just kind of yes. just cut off the fin. They don't use anything yeah. else, which is such a waste. I really yeah. think Cause like, like you can't even justify it by saying, Oh, well they use every part of the animal. It's like, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Just they slice so, yeah. off the fin and that's it. So obviously the shark fin soup stuff comes along later years. I'm sure it was still popular back then for the last like two decades, but it's not really the start of, I mean, slaughtering of sharks and people start taking notice in this actual more fear and misconceptions is what really brought upon what happened. So basically in July 17th of 1988, the people at the Discovery Channel decided, uh, our shark shows kind of, people seem to be fascinated. How about we just like, you know, put together a little bit of sharks uh, programming together and we'll do it like in the summertime beach season since everybody's around the beach and whatnot. Because every, everybody's thinking about sharks as they're going to the beach. Yeah, but I mean, for one, they wanted yeah. to do this when they first started this as a way of like promoting, you know, like to correcting this misconception to where like I can, you go into the beach this year, look up at this, this is something that might happen. Don't be afraid. They're not out to kill you. And so basically the first, I guess, year of 1988 or so, uh, Shark Week was born. <laughs> um, and so, and it's been running ever since. So basically, like I said, it's a week-long TV programming dedicated to sharks. And as we inter introduced the show, it's still going on. It's the longest TV programming event in history. Uh, this year, 2017, uh, will be the 29th year. And yeah, and it actually took off. Unlike some stuff, it literally was an instant hit. So they played it in 88, first time they did it, they're like, wow, their ratings basically doubled and they had a giant from their normal average during this time. And so they decided to bring it back. <laughs> and then they kind of just, from there on, just kind of kept growing and growing and growing until that's what it's to now. <laughs> but when it first started, like I said, it was devoted basically to conservation efforts and correcting the misconceptions that people had about sharks. Basically they wanted to show, they wanted educational programming, showing like shark habitats, highlighting sharks, uh, in their natural habitats, I mean, their uh, the way they migration patterns, maybe the way they work, how they feed, and they just highlighted other stuff. And they also was cool because much people are fascinated in sharks. They also try to show people in shark cages. They show people actually swimming with sharks outside of shark cages, and then human shark interactions. So these creatures, obviously, they highlighted some of the apex predator you know i guess highlights that they are but they also show that they're not just like blood seeking you know human eaters i mean it went so it got so popular in the 90s that disney or D disney <laughs> talking about spider-man for the last two weeks <laughs> uh, uh, discovery was actually investing in top documentaries photographers videographers getting like actual great 
quality footage. They were bringing it on, like, uh, you know, using scientists and people uh, that were actually in the field. In 1999, they had the first ever live air program, Live from a Shark Cage. They did a show live and from a shark cage. It's actually pretty cool being in a shark cage. I mean, you just kind of swim down there, and you're just kind of sitting there, and you can just look at the sharks. We just had Galapagos sharks, but yes. And then... That's awesome. Fun fact, shark fact. Sharks been around for about 400 million years, survived about four mass extinctions, and they might die by little fishermen. That's know, actually fish. really depressing. Yes. Yeah, that's so sad. <laughs> really I know. Sad. And weren't they, like, they, they were bigger back then, as were most things that are different yeah. now. But, um, like a megalodon. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. We're so much smaller than sharks, and we're going to take them out. Hey, if, shark, hey, if sharks want it, they better evolve some more. Oh, my God. Yeah. Hey, they haven't changed since 400 million years ago. They need to invent something. Go deeper. Something. Do y'all remember that shark cartoon where they were like half shark, half human, like with Jocelyn yes. and stuff like that? I'm imagining one of those yes. coming and punching Adrian right now. <laughs> there have been a few hey, movies. Hey, if, hey, Vin Diesel actually loved that show. So, I mean, I, evolution, oh man. My God. <laughs> you guys need to do more Vin Diesel facts. <laughs> oh, Adrian's full of You just opened a can of worms, Kelly. You haven't oh, seen man. the video of Vin Diesel playing with street sharks on his hands? Oh, no. we got to put oh that in the gosh. show notes. Oh, it's him playing with street sharks. <laughs> oh. Uh, we got to put it in the show notes. Like, right now. <laughs> that should be, that's what should be in Shark Week right now. They should be showing street sharks on Shark Week. You know, I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> if they already have at this point. <laughs> Isn't his name Vincenzo Lamar Diesel? <laughs> <laughs> Is it? I has to be. If it's not, I don't know where I got that from. <laughs> but it's so good. Sharks are being hijacked by Vin Diesel. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> so as I was continuing on with the fun shark things, um, so each year they try to bring you more and more better footage and like more quality things to where like 2001, they were finally used these uh, new, I guess they're called phantom cameras. And they have really crazy uh, film or like frame per second that they do in which they do the first ever footage of great white whites actually breaching the surface. And it's really cool to watch. Have you ever seen great whites breach the surface? So basically what happens is they have trouble trying to seals are very quick and they swim very fast and they see it. They can usually get away and outmaneuver sharks since they're smaller, more agile. And so what a lot of these sharks do is they swim deeper underneath them. And then when they spot them underneath them, the best way to go is they basically swim directly straight up and literally grab them as they reach the surface because they have such uh, speed and, I guess, velocity going. Plugging my ears wasn't working. Question, Matt. <laughs> yes. What's cooler, the way that sharks hunt seals or the way that orca whales hunt seals? Ooh, that is an excellent question. That's a good question. Sharks are great to – sharks hunting seal is great to watch. But it can be, it is sad when you think about orcas doing it, but it is kind of, it's terrible. What's the It's difference? so badass. Okay, so orcas. So, okay, so the way, the way that yeah. works for orcas is that seals will get on the ice, right? And what, uh, uh, like, a, I don't know what a pack of orcas is called. 
Kelly, do you know? It's a pod. Pod, thank you. See, <laughs> my girl. So what <laughs> orcas do is that they just, like three or four of them will just like swim full speed at the iceberg or whatever they're on, pushing water onto the iceberg thing or whatever piece of ice they're on. And basically they just push the seal off by just swimming by it a bunch of times. And another orca will sit at the bottom, <laughs> the other side, waiting for the seal to get pushed off. Or they will like literally beach themselves and like beach themselves onto the land, grab a seal, and then like scooch back off into the water. Orcas are smart. This is why SeaWorld is bad because orcas are smart as shit. Have you seen what they do when they actually catch the seals? Mm, no. So they basically play fetch, catch with them. They just throw them up and throw them across. They basically just launch them in the air back and forth. What? <laughs> Dude, are badass. Those are awful. <laughs> yeah, they just kind of oh, like no. fling the seals around like they're playing catch. At least a great white will stun you, and you don't, don't <laughs> yeah. really—you just get happens. Yeah, they oh. will basically torment just throwing a seal around for I think almost we up to like thirty just minutes. We came off of an episode of like talking about murder, and I'm getting emotional because you all are talking about like playing. <laughs> right now. You should put that video in evolution. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm sad. Yeah, so basically, to catch this breaching, they use basically cut out like uh, I don't know what the material was of seal formations, and no, they just really? kind of floated cool. it along the water behind the boats. Yeah, and when sharks saw, like, ooh, and then just swung up and. So like, I can listen to the Great White now because that orca stuff is just so bad. Yeah, no, orcas are they're yeah. messed up creatures. They're they're mean. The funny thing is Free Willy, unlike Jaws, gave it to where everybody loves orcas, but they're mean creatures. They'll kill you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like there's a reason they're called pods, pods of great <laughs> yeah. of uh, orcas kill great whites and all kinds of sharks all the time. Yep. Like sharks are scary, but orcas I think are way scarier in my opinion. Same with dolphins too. I, yes, I knew dolphins a scuba are awesome. Dolphins are and, scary. And what? Yes. They on top of you. If you look up YouTube videos, they will attack you like in the way a dog attacks a leg. Yes. You know what I mean? Oh, you know what I'm saying? That, yeah. 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 And they will all, <laughs> and they'll do that in the middle. They'll be in the one in the middle, I guess, right? Is like the one that's getting attacked. So they attacked. like gang up on you? Yeah, they're, ga they're gangers. Oh my God. <laughs> so, like, dolphins, dolphins can also That's kill more sharks. terrifying than the orcas. Yes, yeah, so dolphins will also kill sharks in which they kind of just kind of like beat it to death. Like just start hitting yeah. it. Yeah. Basically, sharks are kind of misunderstood in this whole predator situation. Yeah, yeah. like I said, basically, yeah. what happened, I mean, obviously, sharks are apex predators and they usually win stuff, but basically, sharks had jaws to portray them and dolphins and orcas had free willy and flipper. And flipper. And when you really know what? Sharks don't make weird noises. Like, all, orcas and dolphins make the creepiest noises. If you were That's getting true. killed by them, that would be the last thing I would want to hear from dolphins or an orca. Awful. So what you're saying <laughs> is that the great white has been bullied this entire time because everybody just time. up on them. Humans, orcas, <laughs> dolphins alike. Yes. They got it rough. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> My heart's going a whole bunch of different places this episode. <laughs> <laughs> which, which is kind of great we talk about this as them being, I guess, bullies or victims because Shark Week decided, you know, they started having hosts along the show to host these events. And their first guest they had basically in 1994 was actually the guy who wrote Jaws, Peter Beachley. And Eventually. 
Huh? Benchley or Beachley? Benchley, I believe. Oh, my bad. Really? Yeah. My bad. I did it so Twitter didn't have to. I don't care. So he won. He wrote Jaws, the movie that was based off of, or the book that was based off the movie. Or The wait, movie yeah. that was based off the book. Yes. My bad. <laughs> Got it. Anyway, he also wrote a few other uh, novels, and a lot of his first, all his literature was about, like, sharks. Like, I think two years later, he wrote The Deep. And some other ones about basically sharks killing people and being dangerous. Which, come to find out, he ended up, in his later years, end up really regretting a lot of these, uh, this literature. And he regretted writing Jaws. He even said basically an updated version of Jaws that basically would be a story where the shark is actually the victim than the actual perpetrator, I guess. Um, and how much money did that one make? <laughs> Jaws franchise, I believe, about $1.3 billion. No, she was asking how much would it have made if it if oh, the victim. Yeah. yeah. The victim shark. Sorry. Oh, yeah. Poor taste. My bad. Just a boy and his great white shark. <laughs> I guess. Since we're talking about misconceptions, King Julian has a whole episode where they free the sharks thinking they were bad when it was actually the dolphins. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that episode. Yeah, it's All Hail King Julian on Netflix. It's a, like a Madagascar television show. It's awesome. What? Yeah. yeah. Check it out. But anyway, so he so he spent his whole, like, I guess as an author and whatnot, writing all these shark uh, stories and uh, books and literature that came films depicting sharks as, like, revenge creatures, horrible creatures. And having this regret, and he ended up becoming actually probably one of the biggest defenders of sharks ever. So in his later years, he ended up passing, I believe, in 2006. He, like, in the early 2000s and I think late 90s, obviously already by the time they had him on the show, he wrote, he started writing nonfiction books about sharks and their importance to the ecosystems, the misconceptions humans had about them, and then just kind of some of the images of the ocean in general and how just creatures interacted. And so that's what he became doing. He also ended up on the board of national, the National Council of Environmental Defense. He became a spokesman for the Ocean Program. He was on the founding. He was one of the founding board members of the Bermuda Underwater Exploration Institute. And after he died, they actually, because he spent the last forty years of his life dedicated to conservation and saving creatures through education and conservation, they actually have basically the, I think I don't know about the most prestigious, but one of the best awards for ocean conservation or the peter eventually awards and his legacy in which they every year given to people who do the most work either through actual conservation efforts either uh, community efforts and everything else that was their first guest they had in 1994 i see where this is going yeah you yeah. say yeah that's more, a crazy 180 one like... kills yeah yeah <laughs> yeah well i don't think he saves more than he kills unfortunately <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so then the next host they had was Nigel Marvin, who was a wildlife expert. If you pretty much, I feel like anybody that's ever watched anything on National Geographic or seen anything on Discovery Channel, especially through the, like, 90s, even now, 2000s, has probably seen or heard of uh, Nigel uh, Marvin. He's a wildlife expert. Um, his list of shows he's done and produced for TV, about, like, 40-something <laughs> from how much he's done. He obviously, he was a zoologist, and I think part botanist from uh, Bristol University, University of Bristol's. Um, he actually even, uh, I can't remember what year it was, he ran the London Marathon raising 
basically 20,000 euros for dolphin and whale conservation. He's also a panda ambassador. <laughs> panda ambassador? I yeah. want that job. Yeah, so he basically <laughs> goes to China and helps pandas a lot. <laughs> he literally lives in South Africa with his backyard where they're basically snakes, birds, and owls, and all these crazy creatures have lived there with him. Uh, so, so moving on from 2000s, obviously there was a lot of years where there aren't a host, but then the host thing kind of came a little more regular starting in about 2004. And so what Discovery Channel did is they started taking like people from their own shows to like host them, which from all of them what I saw was a pretty good idea. I don't remember. I remember them hosting it. I never understood why, but they had the American Chopper cast on there. I do remember them making a shark theme, Shark Week theme bike, I believe. I, I yeah. yeah, I mean, I know, I know, I know. I'm jumping ahead a little bit. I know you have like 2010, like last like seven years is like decline. But as soon as you make American Choppers host Shark Week, yeah, something's wrong. Yeah, something. I, I know yeah. something. That was the weird one. But at least I watched. Remember watching from the next following years of 2005 to 2009, where they had basically the MythBusters people of Adam Savage and Jamie Heineman, and then Mike Rowe and Les Strau, who all are basically. Basically, you're survivalist, wildlife experts. I mean, obviously. Mike Rowe. How dare you put Mike Rowe in the same conversation as Adam Savage? Yeah, yes, I know, I know. I will say what I did like about the Mike Rowe, when they, at least when they had him from my memory, Mike Rowe did a lot of, like, as he basically showed what dirty jobs in middle class thing, where he did a lot of, like, what a shark biologist does. Because they always see Discovery Channel and a lot of these shows you see, they're like, oh, the glamour side, I'm swimming sharks, I'm a photographer, I do all this stuff. But a lot of the actual biology is not done like that. And so I know he did a lot of like, basically, you have to either like look for, you know, autopsies of sharks and uh, basically having to like, I guess, research and cut up sharks and all the other like nasty parts of the job that people don't actually ever see or would think about. They only see like Discovery Channel, like, oh, this person's on a boat looking for shark. But then you leave out the part about they do you chum, you know, having to get all that, cut up all that, get all that ready. And. I do remember the Mythbusters being really cool because I remember them taking on like a lot of the really big like shark myths and like debunking them like right there and I think that like that in and of itself is like really good for like teaching people like hey Jaws isn't going to jump out and eat your boat just leave the shark alone (laughs) (laughs) I see what you're saying about Mike Rowe he is a little odd one out there but I did like at least how when they portrayed that one they at least kind of catered it towards like the other side and the dirty part of like kind of what Mike Rowe promoted and done. I can see what you're saying there, but it's not good because of Mike Rowe. It's good because of what they're doing. Yes. Mm-hmm. So Do you I, have any like hosts that stick out in your mind, Kelly? Unfortunately, I'm just thinking how Andy Samberg signed up <laughs> to do something. He's so good. And it was my, I was like, how could this be wrong? It's Andy Samberg and some sharks. And then it was, it was so wrong. (laughs) Why, why did he, why don't know why he signed up, but I love Andy Samberg and I love sharks. So it just didn't work for me. (laughs) Didn't work. Adrian. Yeah. It's awful. Uh, The Mythbusters one is the one that jumps out um, for me the most but to be perfectly honest like i never really cared about the host to be honest i just wanted to see freaking sharks like they could get anybody to host that thing and as long as they're showing quality stuff about sharks that's all i care about 
Yeah, so I mean that's kind of how it was, but then at least for the host, at least they were grabbing some people. Because yeah, I was like you, like the host didn't really mean. It seems like they've obviously gone more towards at least from. Like I said I kind of quit watching the past few years, yeah. whatnot. But yeah, the host seemed to have been brought on a bigger role. Like I said, it, now it's like an an every year a deal where basically in the '90s and even some of the 2000s, early 2000s, there there was a host, yeah. there wasn't a host. It just depended. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then. So that was 2005-2009. I kind of remember 2010. It didn't make a lot of sense, at least from the host standpoint. The host quality, at least from what the, I guess, credential-wise, of why they should be a host of Shark Week, definitely dropped. It started with Craig Ferguson, who's literally a TV host slash comedian. I did research on every single one of these hosts. I mean, at least from five to ten minutes. I didn't want to spend like 30 minutes on each one. Some of them maybe a little longer to find if they actually maybe did stuff for conservation or if there was a particular reason. I don't know why, but I mean, you know, if there was a why they'd be selected. The only thing I could find in Craig Ferguson, there was a petition for him to remove a rhino head from his house. That was about it. Oh, no. Obviously, Andy Samberg, which we talked about. I'm not an Andy Samberg fan. Oh, why? I'd rather Aww. stab myself in the ears and listen to him. I love uh Lonely Island. No, what? <laughs> Maybe Stop they were trying to reach out. Yeah. <laughs> with uh, like you know, like how they were trying to grab a different audience or something. Maybe they were. I don't know what Craig Ferguson brought to the table, but Andy <laughs> Samberg was you know, at a height or a peak. So maybe they were trying to get more people in when they should have just focused on the content, you know? So maybe they were just trying to bring in that. They have the fan base. Everybody, it's been on for how long? You know, 29 years. You don't need to get those cool people to relate to younger crowds. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that kind of like what ends up happening, it seems like, because then you get to Philip DeFranco, who I had no idea who was, is apparently a YouTube personality. (laughs) Apparently a YouTube personality. (laughs) He has some YouTube shows and I guess some other skits. I, I, I don't know. Uh, Josh Wolf, who's also a comedian. Nothing. I don't. Then they've had Eli Roth, who's an actor, director. <laughs> oh, who, who actually, at least, I found at least something he apparently, to promote one of his new movies that will be released this year, basically at least he campaigned and made a partnership with Monta Bay to basically raise awareness about the rainforest and the indigenous people of the Amazon. How much it was to promote his film versus how much he did to help save. He at least did something. It still has nothing to do with sharks, True. but he at least... He did some, something. <laughs> he did some sort of something they that also, maybe saved things somewhere. They also had basically the introduction to Chompy, who was a giant uh, shark mascot who kind of came and went. Chompy. Oh... Who could, I hope they fired that person, whoever is doing all this. <laughs> this is ridiculous. Yeah, so those are the hosts. So as you kind of said, obviously, moving towards, like, um, they did more, excuse me, moving towards a different type of audience. They started obviously becoming this whole thing of, like, is this entertainment versus educational and whatnot, going, kind of brewing the quality of the show seemed to be lacking, going down. At least, in my opinion, obviously, knowing science, you're not going to have a great breakthrough every year. You're, I mean, you will find small things, but uh, I guess for the public-wise, you're just not going to have huge 
you know, breakthroughs every year. So trying to come and out jump each other, or I guess I, upstage each other every week. Yeah, excuse me, years. I don't even feel like that's an excuse though. Cause are you telling me that people won't tune in to watch like an hour long of just sharks, like eating stuff? Well, or like jumping out of the water and being narrated I mean, by somebody. It's, I don't think that's the problem. I think it's like going to a TV exec. You're like, oh, well, didn't you guys uh, talk about this last year? Yeah. Oh, we haven't uh, talked about okay. this again. You're basically telling the same thing. Yeah. So I understand they have to do different stuff. Showing Megalodon is not like the way to do it. But I yeah. can understand like you can't just do the same thing every year. So some years you got to have Michael Phelps racing a shark. <laughs> yeah, so the Megalodon part is a good part because basically in 2013, Discovery started doing these docufishers, mock documentaries. This Megalodon, monster of the shark, the monster shark lives, Megalodon, the new evidence, where they literally put out documentaries with no warning. They Blair Witched people. Pretty much. Yeah, they saying, did. It started <laughs> off with that like fake video, like where yep. they're on a boat, right? And then yes. something crashes, and it was so corny. <laughs> Yes. So they, they stopped doing that though, right? Like the president, like the new president yeah, yeah. was like, hey, this is stupid. Yeah. So Trump basically, after in 2013, You're not see no more. yeah, in 2013, <laughs> they started doing all this stuff. It backfired. It was horrible science. It was literally all lies and fake. People were actually believing this stuff. And they actually had a discovery boycott, pretty much, kind of. People, they started this. Scientists were coming out saying, we don't want any part of this event anymore, you know, condemning all this. And but they were wondering, like, where'd the actual education, where'd the conservation part go to where, yeah, the president, the new one that took over in 2015 said, we're through with this and we're going to try to get back to our roots of what, why we started this event in the first place. I will say this, though. Those are bad, but people believing that mermen or mer people were real was even worse. Yeah. The History Channel did that, like, mermaid documentary. No, Discovery Channel did that. That was that so Discovery? bad. That, that was the same time yeah, frame. As, as like a blatant statement, can we just say that all those channels are just not like what they used to be? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. they're literally building tree houses on Animal Planet. Like that's nothing to do with animals. So they're they're all not to like not just not to just not discovery, but like yeah. they've all gotten very oh, bad yeah. over the years. This is true. I love me some Vikings, but History Channel isn't really history anymore. <laughs> hey, how much is this this thirty five year old coin worth? <laughs> <laughs> So besides just the whole fake and bad science type stuff, they started the programming. Obviously, started being focused. They kind of said like instead of like teaching people the misconceptions by showing these shows, and they started focusing a lot on like we talk about a lot about the great whites. I think we mentioned the tiger sharks and the bigger like sharks, which are great and eating things. But it started like almost like spreading fear that these sharks are really dangerous. And they can kill you and everything else instead of like saying, yeah, they can kill you. But there's a highly, highly unlikely possibility of this ever happening. And so instead of showing like migrations and like focusing on like reef sharks, ang- angel sharks, you know, and there's habitat. There's an angel shark? Yes. <laughs> yeah, I was looking precious. at I was looking at the, the programming this week and a lot of like the or for like the shark week that's coming up and a lot of it's really not about the big sharks. A lot of it's about like little shark migrations and yep. like cute little sharks that Kate would probably like. Like the really only big thing they have about like sharks is Michael Phelps is gonna race one. Like that's <laughs> yeah. that's really it for the big ones. <laughs> yeah. So, so it's fun. it's getting better, I I would say. Yeah. So it's they not, did you know Megalodon anymore. Yeah, so a lot of the criticism stuff that I read, one I knew per se and kind of like when i quit watching but also it was like mainly written everything between this span of like 2013 to 2015 range 
obviously there's still people who are still like off board and still kind of you know criticize it and what has become obviously because there's a lot of ad campaigns now there's a rob lowe ad that came commercialized stuff if any of you saw that picture at all that we can put that in the show notes i know i sent it to people before it. oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> Rob Lowe, like writing, like he has a shark under each foot, and yep. he's like this with like a hot, per a hot woman like on his arm. Yep, and, and there's like, sharks shark week. jumping all over the place. That is amazing. Yeah. I love Rob Lowe so hard. <laughs> I'm, gonna get frame. I'm gonna get that in my room. Thanks, guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, we call it Shark Lowe. We're, talk <laughs> we're talking about the uh, smaller sharks and whatnot. Basically, fun fact, sharks, there's around about 500 different species of sharks, and only maybe 10 to 12 of them are actually really dangerous to people. So 97% or so are actually like angel sharks, and pretty much they might bite you, but they're not harmful. They, like, nip? Yeah. Nip at you? Angel sharks basically live, and they dig little things in the sand. That's so precious. From my correction, if I remember this correctly, you know they're one of the few sharks that can stop swimming and moving really, so they don't and they don't drown. Aww. So, anyways, uh, moving I want on. One. <laughs> if it wasn't like a bad thing for conservation, I would want one. Yeah, but... <laughs> um, I do want to mention at least from what I found cool because a lot of some of the scientists I told you like start. There's actually somebody, Dr. David Schiffman, who basically on Twitter is at Why Sharks Matter has at least for the last years or so started reviewing the Shark Week programming and telling whether it's actually worth it, good or bad, and his thoughts on a lot of this stuff. He's basically a giant, he's a shark biologist and works actually studying Canadian type shark stuff from Canada. Um, so obviously we kind of wrapped, I mean, we did pretty much, that's where we are today, 2017, Michael Phelps riding a shark. Racing off, a shark. Racing a shark. <laughs> Although, he's going to win a shark. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I know we didn't really say, but but why those? But I guess I'll go into it. We kind of covered, at least for the most part, I figured I know why it's important, and I kind of wanted to explain throughout the show what we did. Basically, sharks are important to the ecosystem and need to be saved. <laughs> um, conservation's great. You need to conserve sharks. Discovery's kind of gotten back to that conservation thing. They now have fin ambassadors, what they call them, where they basically basically show you how to support what to get involved with OSHA, who's one of their Oceana. main- Oceana? Oceana, my bad. One Oceana. of their big uh, partners to support legislation on banning shark fin soup and shark fin hunting, at least. Um, Morgan Freeman actually did a speech when they did it for the US. Went to the oh, yeah, Morgan yeah. Freeman. <laughs> uh, voluntary opportunities and just other ways to actually get involved in you know conservation, the whole point of why Shark Week existed in the first place. Um, I mean, also, I mean, this was Discovery Channel promoting not just, I mean, obviously conservation and whatnot, but their whole channel, at least from what their program was on actual science, on actual education, not reality TV and giving us fake documentaries about mermen, mermaids, and megalodons. And it seems like you said uh, they're starting to seem to be working their way back to that. Obviously, we'll have this week, which I think in two weeks or at least a week from when this episode is released find out how well this programming is yeah i, I mean I, I say it's getting better like it doesn't mean that it's like all great like right. i think one of them is like shark croc showdown or or something <laughs> i don't i don't know what it's about well I but do they know also what... have uh like a shark vortex thing or something like that like when they look at like creations of different sharks I think they're doing like Makos and some other stuff. So there's like that's cool. You know, they're they're doing some stuff, and they're supposed to be looking at like 
alien sharks, like weird looking sharks that yeah, probably so people don't like really know about that. Sharks. Mm-hmm. Oh, have, have you yeah. guys seen the the Greenland shark? It's like blind yes. and it runs into things and it's yeah. dumb looking. It's, it's all in the Arctic. Thing. Yeah. It's all in the Arctic. So yeah. the guy in Canada would be studying, but it just hits things. How <laughs> <laughs> Kelly? Yeah, I want to know about goblin sharks and stuff. So like it's 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 a little of both, but there's definitely no megalodon stuff. Yeah. So no. you know they're they're trying, but it's definitely not having you know, MythBusters on there. So. Right. MythBusters have been actually a part of them. I know they were host a few times, and like I said, they've also I think a few years did a big like extravaganza for stuff. So they've been quite a bit a part of yeah. them for quite a few years. Yeah. Uh, the funny thing about the crocodile thing, I don't know exactly what it is, but I know crocodiles are one of the few species that can that actually eat sharks, especially when they come up in the rivers. You say few, but you just name like two other species that kill them. And like... <laughs> yeah, but it's not as like as I mean, yeah, but a crocodile versus a shark. Well, apparently, a great white can like just walk up into a river. So. <sighs> Yeah, I don't know how they do that still. I, I thought they don't have the capacity. I thought uh, there sharks are sharks that can be in fresh water. Usually freshwater sharks, they usually filter the water a I lot know. faster and they urinate quite as much, basically, so they make a stream around them. Uh, no, so, I know oh. that. Okay. I, I didn't know great white sharks did that. I didn't. Oh, yeah. I had no idea. That's crazy. That's a new fact. I learned something. Yeah. Like, that's so what she for said. shark like, croc... For shark croc showground, the, like, description is um, some scientist, some conservationist guy whose names I can't pronounce, uh, go on an expedition to one of the sharkiest places in the world. Sharkiest. It's called the something-something peninsula in the northern territory of Australia. Uh, I guess the scientist is there to count the sharks and species as a part of the Vulcan's Global Fin Fin Print Project. And the other guy is going because he heard sharks and crocs are fighting over sea turtles. What happens when a 14-foot crocodiles move into shark infested waters? That's what we're going to find out, exclamation mark. <laughs> and that's the description of that. Makes sense. That actually doesn't sound that bad. Like, when you explain it and, like, what they're actually talking about, that doesn't sound bad. Yeah, the name? <laughs> well, that's yeah. been one thing. Well, like, the last two sentences make it seem like, like they're going to have, like, sharks fighting crocodiles in the show. And I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah. So, it's yeah. funny because that's what they had. Um, one of the things that, well, lately been bit, uh, big criticisms was basically the names of the uh, shows. At first, they were kind of like, they kind of made them like movies, and they kind of took off the jaws, like Shark Week Returns, Revenge of Shark Week, or We're Back, like back back in like the early 90s. And some of the names of the shows have been like almost like giant movie type things. It's clickbait now. Yeah. And yeah, they- this is definitely clickbait titles. It's Shark Croc Showdown, Devil Sharks, Shark Vortex, <laughs> Alien Sharks, Stranger Fins. I guess that's like a playoff of words for Stranger Things, yeah. I guess. Oh. If you had sharks to name a shark and the program, city, LA. If you had to sharks. name a shark program, what would it be, Kelly? Sexy Sharks, for Sexy sure. Sharks. Hands down. <laughs> Sexy Sharks. <laughs> shark prostitutes. I don't know. <laughs> Vin Diesel and the Street Sharks. Take New York. That would be mine. Oh, my God. <laughs> It's just kind of, I guess, from a point like, I mean, it's great, and it's obviously this is how sharks been betrayed in pop culture. We have fun with it. Like I said, it's found everywhere. If we led the show with, I mean, Thirty Rock has Tracy Morgan saying, "Live every week like it's Shark Week." Yep. 
Bear's <laughs> gone on to say the second best holiday in America is Shark Week alongside Christmas. I mean, it's, it's a huge event. It's a huge ordeal. It's Is great. it actually making an impact, I guess? I want to say it has been making an impact. I mean, like I said, they, they've gone with Ocean. There have been lots of more. I don't know how much, per se, Shark Week has been promoted, but they're definitely, def at least for a while, there was great actual education. People are more aware that sharks in this day and age are not just man-eaters. Not a good shark is a dead shark mentality. Shark fin soup is being, and shark fin hunting has been banned from a lot of places. Obviously, there's still countries where it's not. There's also like airports or airlines who refuse to actually carry and the shark fins along, so you have to expedite your stuff elsewhere. They've made it hard for it to get places. Unfortunately, as great as it is, people have also realized ecotourism is actually kind of better than fishing for sharks. In this kind of, I don't want to get into it long because I can go on forever, but basically it's almost like a new conservation term where basically animals and environment and land now has monetary value and how much it's worth depends on how well it's great. <clears throat> But that aside, uh, I mean, some places a dead shark's only worth about $100 versus like $1.9 million alive when you compare yeah. it versus fishing it and eating maybe in the shark fin soups versus like, we can put you in a shark cage and charge people $500 and people are going to love it. Yeah, so like they're, they're, they're essentially like finding a monetary, because like everything revolves around money. Yes. So if you can tell somebody, hey, we need to stop these sharks from dying because they can actually make our economy grow and prove it to them, then chances are they'll protect the shark. Yeah, there's also so much sharks, uh, I mean, protection-wise, at least in the U.S., especially like Great Whites and a lot of other ones, but there's a ton of sharks that are just, there's so very, very little. How likely is it to see a Great White in the U.S., like Kelly or Matt, like whichever one of you knows this? Depends on the year and depends on where you are in the U.S. Um, the East Coast, I don't know how much more, because I know right after Jaws, since what took up to happen in Marvin Vineyards, they decimated shark populations up in that area extremely, almost by 90% yeah. in some cases. So, I mean, so, yeah. So what sharks are out by you, Kelly? Uh, great white sharks. We have um, juvenile sharks, actually, within the last two months. That are oh, wow. kind of scaring people. Like it's been on the news. People who are like paddle boarding will see some. Like because a lot of the GoPros are really changing how people view sharks because they put them under their surfboards. See a, a a juvenile great white going around your board. Oh. So you become yeah, more. Uh, like, you become more aware of it. Ends up on the news, which I think is great. But yeah, <laughs> but it's funny that you say that because one of the stories that. Um, the people I was staying with was telling me that people go out and paddle boarding in the ocean, which blew my mind. Cause when I think of paddle boarding, I think of like going in the Austin, you know, in Austin, just like really chill with like nothing that's going to eat me. Um, but yeah, they were telling me that you're right. You're, like exactly what you said that the sharks will like go knock people over on the, on the things. Yeah, and why, and after hearing the seal thing, why would you want to be on anything that resembles a seal is beyond me. <laughs> No, I just ran into a girl that said she loved sushi a lot and then hated sharks. So I feel like we run into a lot of those people in California, you oh, know, yeah. where it's just they love their sushi. They love the ocean, but they're not really fans of sharks and don't understand how that's all tied together. Yeah. So there's a lot of stupid people in California. So. <laughs> <laughs> 
people don't understand like the whole, we talked about the ecosystems where if you eliminate sharks and since they are like basically top of the food chains for the oceans i mean the main thing that's going to happen is they eat a lot of um octopus and stuff and then those populations will basically bloom up which then also eat like an octopus and eat like lobsters or so which then they will kill a lot of lobsters and those will drop and then maybe if they eat jellyfish all of a sudden those take over as well and then cause other problems for what they eat and so your ecosystem does it fall apart yes exactly all the people that i mean you talk about the stuff of like either a we hate sharks or we feel like some of the stuff not important and then like you need apex predators and maybe not human quite apex predators yeah but you need that to keep your ecosystems in a somewhat of a balance yeah Oh, I think it's just really weird, I guess, for me hearing it because, like, you don't, you hear people talking about animal rights all the time, and I don't hear anything about this, and this sounds just as freaking as important as, like, the cute animal that you want to save. Absolutely. I see see stuff for dolphins and orcas. Orca, they kill the sharks. My mind is still blown by that. Like it, or like you know, panda being like the main like face of like the wildlife fund, and the dolphins are the main ocean. Like I remember like the Oceana commercials with like that Miranda Cosgrove person, like with the ocean behind her, and she's like, dolphins are amazing. So some of those are called (laughs) sort of like if I get the hopefully I get the term right, but like a flagship type creature to where basically they're cute and cuddly, but they're probably not as important. But they get people to care. Okay. And so if you can get people to care, I'm like, oh, we'll save pandas. Well, and guess then you what? you can use the money for everything else. Well, yeah, but you save pandas, mm-hmm. but then everything within the pandas range and whatnot, then they can help save that. It's like almost you blanket. So you're going to save the dolphins and the orcas so they can then kill more sharks. Well, well, they don't Got kill it. them probably as much as you <laughs> <laughs> So, A, no shark fun fact is you're more likely to die from a coconut falling out of a tree than you are from a shark attack. Which is about 150 for coconut deaths. You're actually more likely to die from like a bee or a dog or a car accident, and pretty much almost anything else, than dying from a shark. Versus only maybe 10 to 12 people are fatally attacked each year by sharks, with only maybe about 30 even attacks are reported at least. I can fight a dog. I don't know about my chances against a shark, though. Don't you punch them in the nose, or is that a myth? Probably. I, a myth. I, I would I go get, for the I don't think eyes. sharks care enough. Like... Eyes. Eyes. Yes. You go for the butthole. That's just a solid. (laughs) (laughs) That works for any species. (laughs) Solid defense plan. So another thing was weird. I don't know how much they were like. I guess I guess fish and slaughtered for. But so shark skeletons made pretty much of cartilage, and for the longest time they thought they were immune to cancer. And so there's been a lot of research done on that. Which one, they're not really necessarily immune to cancer if new research proves, but it's also very, very unlikely, definitely compared to humans. So while cancer's killing all of us, sharks are just kind of laughing at us because they very rarely die. Question. Yes. Wasn't that the plot for Deep Blue Sea? Uh, no, sharks. Or was that would, Alzheimer's? I think it might have been more Alzheimer's, okay. but the goal was to make it sharks more intelligent. So yes. You may continue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, that's just kind of like, there's a lot so so like to condense it tldr what is the major takeaway from shark week that everybody should get that they should get or what they're receiving now that they should get what you should get now is that sharks are being hunted like by the millions 
I think one statistic was like there's probably about almost 11,000 sharks killed per hour. <laughs> and um, that unfortunately humans are horrible when it comes to especially conservation efforts and that they're not really dangerous creatures. Obviously they can kill you in some cases, depending on the species, but also know you are there in their environment. People don't really necessarily complain when you go to the woods and be attacked by a bear, but yet if you go out on a paddleboard in which you probably look like a seal to a shark and you get attacked, you're like, oh my gosh, that horrible thing. Why? It's a monster. Yeah, same thing with getting on the highway when you get in your car and drive on the freeway. Like you enter that and you should expect the consequences. And there's things you could precautions you can take before going into the water, you know, if yeah. it's gonna teach you anything. Um, are there any like I guess since since you're in California, like are there like you you've mentioned like precautions. Are there are like there I guess like certain things that like you're aware of going into the water? Since like I mean you talked about like people with GoPros seeing you know seeing shark you know juveniles and stuff like that. Like what are they like? Is there like a special like California like? No, I wouldn't even say California, but just as a person, I would say don't go into the water super early. Don't go out a certain like don't go out so, super far. Don't join one of those teams where you swim across the ocean. Yeah. Obviously. <laughs> don't have your uh, ship blow up and be abandoned yeah. by your shipmates. Exactly. Don't get on the Indianapolis or join the military. Um, <laughs> don't dress like a seal. <laughs> I guess if you're a girl, don't have your period or something. I don't know. Kelly Slater said that, right? Or no, not Kelly Slater. Some surfer idiot guy I remember seeing on YouTube said that that's why sharks attack is that women have their periods. So one, obviously, is huh? Is it a myth? Are you going to say it's a myth? Yeah. Okay, go, go, go. It is a myth. Yeah, it has to be. <laughs> so one, as much as uh, sharks do sense blood and they can sense like a drop of blood and like an Olympic size. Uh, swimming pool and whatnot, they kind of use they more use electro uh, electrical currents like your heartbeat. So they obviously, say if you see a shark, don't panic because the more you panic, the more you actually are given a better signal <laughs> to a shark. <laughs> and there's actually been people who like survived and remained calm because then the shark just realizes you know it's not as big a signal. They're not freaking out and whatnot. But so two, I would die if I. Saw they've a also shark. been a lot of tests showing where they show like fish blood in the waters and how sharks react versus like human blood and there's a totally different reaction uh probably because they're not they're not used to eating humans like that's not yeah that's not what yeah necessarily in their food chain it's more of like this is opportunity this person's yeah. right here as much as every apex predator looks like they hunt and obviously sharks stalk a lot of their prey and whatnot every creature and humans probably the best example they're lazy and they like to conserve as much energy <laughs> and if they can find the easy food they will obviously take that over yeah trying to find and catch a seal versus some person that can barely swim yeah so that's why all the baby animals get eaten first yeah <laughs> the baby, the baby seals yeah baby seals gosh so so in, your face, in your face misogynistic surfer dude yeah exactly <laughs> so um i guess like final thoughts you're ready to wrap up or you got more no i'm ready to wrap this baby up okay cool so um i guess final thoughts uh adrian um, uh, I mean, regardless of the stuff that like, there might be, you know, a few segments of shark week that are probably like unnecessary. I think there are periods of shark week where you can tune in and actually learn about sharks and their importance and not just like the big sharks, but 
you know, the baby, you know, the baby sharks and um, all that stuff. So it's crazy that it's still going. I don't know how much longer they're going. Um, I'd love to like look at the ratings. Maybe it's something we can talk about in um, the other side of the wormhole, Matt, about like declining ratings if they if they do have any. But as long as it's going, I'm tuning in to watch about sharks and I can learn more about them. Like I'm thinking now, like I realized early on in the show, like how bad humans are for this, because in Corpus Christi at the um, at the gift shops, they actually sell like baby sharks in jars that they've like cured in it like whatever they use to like preserve things for taxidermy formaldehyde yeah yeah and they sell those and it's just kind of like those are those like baby sharks and that, that like is somehow perfectly okay and i guess like my whole takeaway is like and it's a takeaway whenever you deal with science and the environment is like we really need to be conscious and aware that we affect like we are the biggest detriment to our ecosystem and we need to take steps to educate ourselves to make sure that we're not ruining it for people like at the rate charts are going like 10, 15 years from now, you know? And so like, I guess for me, like my takeaway and my final thought is humans bad, sharks good. Dolphins bad, orcas bad, <laughs> sharks good. <laughs> um, yeah. Kelly, what are your final yeah. thoughts? I, I agree. I, I learned that, um, well, I feel now I, I feel like a new person because I figured out that great white sharks can swim up streams and stuff. But yeah, <laughs> but I'm excited for the new shark week because even then it's still it's still enjoyable. People still like it, even though they throw in that like terrible cheesiness. I think, yeah, the whole conservation aspect and you get a lot of kids that are really easily influenced. So whatever gets kids to like sharks and not have them live in fear is totally cool so i hope shark week keeps going so yeah, yeah. more science-based though but you know yeah. <laughs> less myth <laughs> no more <mermaid>. yeah <laughs> what about you matt for one as much as i did uh write down some of these shark facts i knew most of these already and i just want to make sure the science was still up to date yes it's ever changing <laughs> the main I enjoy Shark Week. I will always check it out and follow the stuff. I don't know how many of the shows that I still will watch, just between either TV-related things. I own some of the DVDs, which they started collecting, or started, I guess, doing in, like, 2006. Sharks are very important. The ocean in general is very important. All ocean life itself is being declined. Pretty much everything as far as conservation goes is being declined and i get the human aspect and i get trying to put monetary value in saving things i'm still not a fan of this whole idea that conservation should turn into what helps humans versus thing as far as i mean that's just probably i could probably go on that for days but um <laughs> sharks thing i think you should tune into shark week you should also be aware of what and kind of almost double check your sharks like programming stuff i mean whether it be following people on twitter or checking what actual scientists do for sharks because as much as some of these like I said these are educational programming or designed to be there are some bad science programs yeah, make sure to look at um at why sharks matter on twitter during shark week probably has no idea they looked him up but he's <laughs> Seems to be doing a great job from everything I found. Maybe if we bug him enough on Twitter, he'll pay attention to yes. our episode. But uh, yeah, it's something that definitely needs to be checked out. I think it will keep going for a long time. 
at least because people are fascinated by sharks. It's something people, I mean, we just don't know a lot about the oceans as much as they seem dangerous and they are in a lot of aspects. It's just not something you see every day you can experience every day. I do want to ask actually, like I know I said final thoughts, but like you and Kelly, like both really, really love sharks. And I kind of just want to know like why you guys do like Kelly, why do you really like, why are you passionate about sharks? Uh, They're misunderstood. You know, again, that whole, I, I, I just really like that they're misunderstood. They're mythical. I mean, they're just majestic. They're, they can be dangerous and they really are a vital part of the ecosystem. And, um, they're really not that scary when you look at them. I, I really, that's like my goal. Me and my cousin are going to go swimming with great white sharks in South Africa because she's crazy. And that's awesome. I want to do it. So yeah, I just think they're, they're just totally like the underdog of the ocean. And although people think they're really cool, like thanks to air jaws and stuff like that, I think they're still underrated and I don't know. They're just, they're just, they're just so cool. I think I've always had like a, a shark toy since I was a kid and I've always been fascinated and, they're just, uh, they're pretty, I mean, they have electro like sensors under their chin, which is like fucking, I mean, freaking awesome. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. They're, they're, they're the coolest animals out there. So that's awesome. Yeah. What about you, Matt? Why do you love them? I mean, obviously the misunderstanding of sharks and you don't have to look at your notes before I'm not, the heart. I don't have notes. I have oh, okay. facts. Oh. Like, <laughs> solid facts. <laughs> Um, <laughs> besides the misunderstanding, they are like, you're just, I mean, it's just, they're apex predators. So that's fascinating. And that's kind of what drives a lot of people to them, which obviously why I enjoy them, but they're also totally misunderstood and they're not, they're seen, they're very peaceful creatures. I, like I said, I've seen them in their environment and they don't look like they're swimming around trying to attack people. They're just trying to survive every day. And they really just, don't have a fair chance in a lot of things to survive, despite as being, like I said, as, I guess, important as they are to the ecosystem and the top of the food chain. They're losing a battle in which they're not even being, it's not even a fight that they can really win, even like a, like an actual, like, adaptation time uh, kind of thing. They've survived. They're like one of the longest living animals there are they've stood the test of time they're like the i guess the ultimate like predator creature because they've been around for so long they survived everything and they're literally just being hunted for sport or just for some fin soup i'm really sad now (laughs) (laughs) it's really interesting though like to just like when you like put it like that it's just kind of like i think that just really proves, I guess, why Shark Week matters because it's an easy way to reach a large, you know, audience because that just sucks. And it's a, it's a lot of people not being aware, it seems like. It's like a minor, I guess, a microcosm of basically dealing with science in general of so many people not actually understanding things and literally going off of either fear or pure stupidity. hmm Yeah. Yeah, well, I think that's I think that's a good a good but why though to sum up everything. Yeah. Yeah. So that was um, awesome. Yeah. So when you're listening to this, Shark Week will be starting on the Sunday that this uh the week is Sunday, right? The Sunday July twenty third. Yeah, July twenty third. So the Sunday after this comes out, it will Shark Week will be starting 
tune into it. Let us know um, what you're thinking about the programming. And make sure you tune into The Other Side of the Wormhole on Monday and Friday nights on twitch.tv slash butwideopc. And you can hear Matt talk about sharks more and cover some of the stuff that we couldn't get into because of time. As always, you can find <laughs> us at butwideopc on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And you can find me at ohmymythrandier on Twitter and Instagram. Adrian? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at SuperReese93, S-U-P-E-R-R-U-I-Z 93. Matt? You can find me at Twitter at DATM18, D-A-T-T-M-1-8. And if you like to talk about baby seals being tossed around by an orca, I feel like that's a serial killer, like, maybe slight reference type thing. <laughs> can you let us know where we can find, uh, find you and all your podcast hosting goodness, Kelly? Oh, this is where Brianna comes in for all this. Is it at MD Podcast? I'm really not a fan. This is where, where's Brianna? I need her. Um, I think it's at MD Podcast, though, but it's Murder Dictionary Podcast. So check that out. We, ha we have some clubbings, probably less baby seals and orcas, but there's definitely <laughs> some good clubbings. So. <laughs> cool. so awesome. Uh, thanks for listening, guys. And what would you like the outro music to be? Oh, sh whom? Who are you asking? You. Uh, I, oh, I wish there were shark, shark noises, but I'm always a, I'm always a fan of reggae. You know, keep it beachy, keep it vibey. Do you have a no, specific no song? Oh, oh gosh, you guys. <laughs> oh gosh. Don't worry, this happened to Brianna. Uh, you could throw in a. Uh, how about a Barrington Levy uh, murderer? That's because don't murder, don't murder sharks. You know what I mean? So, okay, so what was that? It's Barrington Levy. Awesome. That's you guys let them pick your outro music. That's amazing. Yeah. That's so cool. Tell me lies, then my man.